Hey, everybody. So this podcast is one we've been saving for a rainy day for when schedules just weren't working out with recording or Brian and I would be traveling. And uh, so here we are. Uh, at the time of this release, Brian will be getting back from Baffin and I'll be at the base party in Las Vegas. And uh, we just needed to have a few you know, lined up so that if uh, schedules weren't working out, uh, we still wanted to have the ability to release on time. So this was actually recorded a while ago. Um, but in this one, uh, Ben and Tahoe Mike sit down with me and Brian, and we talk about some considerations for jumping near water. Uh, a lot of these considerations are applicable, whether you're paragliding, base jumping, skydiving, um, that kind of stuff. So I hope you get something out of it, and I hope you're safe out there and don't make some of the same mistakes that I have, you know, jumping near water. And uh, let us know what you think. Uh, check out the show notes for more information and hit us up if you have some feedback. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. All right, later. Three, two, one, see ya. You're listening to Peace Life Podcast with your hosts, Randy and Brian. All right, so here we're about to discuss some water safety considerations. In the room, we got Ben, Tahoe, Mike, Brian, and myself, Randy. And uh, Ben's going to tell us a little bit about water safety here for a second. All right, so uh, Randy wanted me to launch into a diatribe about water. Here's what I will say about water, and if you disagree with me, uh, cool. If you know anything about water, you probably won't disagree with me. Um, you can take people who are really, really good at just about anything, whether it be, uh, you know, mountaineering, um, mountaineering, mountain biking, uh, running football, soccer, MMA, anything that it happens on land that's land-based and you could throw them in the water, especially water that's active, whether it be rapids or riptides or big surf, you name it. And uh, and the water that can be the great equalizer. Uh, so the whole episode is going to be geared towards base jumpers and speed wingers and, and paragliders and staying safe, uh, when taking water into consideration, keep in mind, if you have a hard time picturing what it means to be in, in fast moving water or even in still water where you've got, uh, you've got a bunch of gear on. That is maybe you're very well averted in using it when it's in the air or when you're landing it. But once it goes into the water, it turns into a completely different game, a completely different environment. So uh, that's really the purpose of the discussion tonight is to give people things that they can mentally rehearse in the absence of actually being in these situations. So that if they are to ever find themselves in these situations, they've mentally rehearsed it or you've mentally rehearsed it and uh hopefully have a good outcome go yeah and mother nature does not care about you at Doesn't the end of the day like fuck. yeah i mean like when you you know it's all oh those are pretty waves or oh look at those mountains like 
in the wrong setting, you're oh, uh, that's a pretty you're done. tiger right there. Yeah. Pretty fucking lion. Yeah. yeah. Still eat you and too. people make the mistake that water is soft and going to be forgiving. Oh, it's, it's surfing. How can you get hurt? Or I had a situation myself where we were pre- prepping to go for a jump, and I'm like, oh, shit, I better put my phone in the car because I might land in the water on this one. Right. And some you know how many phones I've ruined right after show? that. I, I've ruined for sure off the top of my head two phones cause from two of my water landings. But um, so yeah. let's do this. We Wait, got anyways. two people sitting in the room right now with recent on the ground recent water experiences that could have probably played out easier and less sketchy and, and less uh, it's full on terrifying or worse or worse. Because we're both but still they here. Didn't so. Yeah. Good lesson learned, and we have somebody to um, learn from and hopefully not emulate. Right. Yeah, Lear, learn from our mistakes and take it away. And, <clears throat> and this is not an all-encompassing water safety course. So for you, like, A-licensed skydivers that are, like, looking to go through it, this is not a certification. But this might give you some ideas if you're ever in the situation, you know, what to do or not to do, largely in my case. But, um, yeah, so in May of this year, Brian and I were in Madeira, Portugal. Um, it's a series of islands off the coast of Africa. Awesome place. Um, and before I go too much further, I want to thank Peter Bloker and JP DeCam for inviting us to the event. And uh, I'd Porto de Cruz uh, football team for basically taking care of us and sponsoring the whole event. And, uh, you know, hooking us up with like police escorts to certain jumps and uh, other other things. I mean, we were treated like just rock stars. Like, we were treated way nicer than we deserve, frankly. But um, great event. And um, if you're interested in jumping in Madeira, in Madeira, hit up JP and Peter and figure it out and be safe. But uh, anyways, it was uh, so we we were doing a jump on. It was the last day of the event. So the the elevator jump, and I jumped. Um, inconsequential jump really i mean it was kind of low i mean really about an eight second flight um so pretty low for a wingsuit jump but it was either a wingsuit jump or a go and throw because it's kind of slightly positive and you either have to like get it flying or you have to get a parachute out fast um so so i do the jump and eh, no big deal flew out um uh, i had mat like i don't know seven or eight line twists like that pinned my head down to where i, I pin my head down into my chest and um, my initial reaction was to address the twists instead of my heading because my heading was still going out to sea and so by the time I untwisted the parachute um, and got it turned back around to land like I I knew you know I I jump an OSP but you know that's all I have are OSPs right now Um, but um I knew I wasn't going to get there with the performance of, of my canopy. And, um, so I knew I was going to land in the water. Uh, boats were not a consideration. Uh, I don't recall if the boat was there at the time. I know we had boat safety for the event for most of the jumps. Um, but the boat wasn't a consideration in my brain. Uh, I was just Randy trying to take care of Randy at that point. And, um, so I landed behind the, the shore break and my uh, my suit still had I was I was wingsuiting obviously and um, uh, the suit had air in it and so I was buoyant and I was using like the motion of the ocean uh, <laughs> to uh, to work my way to where I could touch the ground 
and so I, I got, you know, I was pulling my canopy in. I was like, okay, relax, relax. Like you're fine. Like you're in the water. This isn't the first time this has happened. Um, and I'm making my way to where I can touch and I'm like pulling the canopy in, pulling the lines in. And, uh, there's a couple of dudes on the beach, other jumpers. And they're like, are you good? Are you good? And I'm like, yo, yo, relax. I'm good. I'm good. Relax. And then they're like, no, 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 no. And they're like looking at me and like pointing. And I look to my right and just get demolished by a wave. Like wave just comes over top and just like takes me under and like I lose the canopy and so I go under and like my hands are on the ground and I just remember thinking like Rami would be so pissed at me right now. Um, so for those of you that don't know, like the Rami Kajala and Katie, I didn't know Katie, but, uh, they, there was a situation in, in California, uh, in 2016 where they similar situation with, uh, water and waves and canopies and, um, so anyways, wave comes over and I'm like, oh, Rami would be so pissed right now. And I was like, but you're all right. Cause I, I had a good breath before, um, before I went under and, you know, I li- lived in Hawaii for like 10 years. So I'm pretty comfortable in surf, you know, but I'm not like that great, but like decent swimmer. I'm relaxed. I'm like, you're going to be all right. Wave goes out. I pop back up, start pulling my canopy back in. Um, but the the surf is also pulling the canopy back out with Mm -hmm. it. So it's kind of dragging me and I'm like, all right, right, just go with it. Just, just relax. Just don't, don't freak out. Um, pulling it back in and, uh, waves again, slam me down, you know, wrap me up in the canopy. And so at the same time, the wingsuit is inflating with water. Like all my vents are just taking water in Mm -hmm. and not letting any water out. Mm -hmm. And so, um, before I know it, like, bunch of dudes are in there trying to grab me and like it was it was a by the fourth pretty sure it was a third or fourth wave took me and i was like screw this canopy like i would get it off me um so i i made the decision before this trip to only bring one rig because i knew the jumping wouldn't be super aggressive and we were told uh be prepared for wingsuit jumps but also a lot of like slider down jumps one of my rigs has a three ring system on it, but it's only configured for slider up stuff because it was one of Dan Vickery's old rigs. So it didn't even have like the little loops to do like a slider down mod, you know, for, mm-hmm. for the toggles. Uh, so I was like, well, I'll take my other rig because I can do slider up or slider down um, because it has those mods, but it's an integrated harness. So I can't, you know, it doesn't have a cutaway system. Right. In that moment, I was like, I really wish I had a cutaway system, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, so I, I whip out my uh, my uh, hook knife, Trusty and I'm just like, knife. F this, you know, like, but by the fourth wave, I was like, I don't give, I don't care about this equipment anymore. Like, I care about my life. Probably should have cared about my life a little sooner, but I didn't realize just mm-hmm. how much danger I was in. And uh, um, so, like, dudes are, like, trying to grab my canopy, trying to grab me, trying to grab whatever they can. Like, because uh, at this point, there's, like, six or seven dudes in there, like, trying to pull me out. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm, I grab my hook knife, start cutting one side. And I was I was careful, like, you know, not to cut the risers. I was like, oh, go a little higher, just cut the lines because you don't you want to save the container. Mm-hmm. Even at that moment, I was still, like, trying to preserve the equipment, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I missed one line on the left side and I missed one line on the right side. 
another wave's pulling my canopy back out. Uh, drop the drop the hook knife, and uh, so one line on each side. I think they were center B's or C's. I can't remember, but that was enough to keep the canopy like keep the drawing set. water. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so, luckily. Um, all these, like I had enough friends on the, on the beach to drag me and my equipment to the beach and pull me out. Um, yeah. I mean, once we got our hands on the tail pocket. Yeah. That's one of the takeaways. And that was what took forever. And that's why the canopy was just a giant anchor motoring out to sea. And Once even we, though everyone sitting at the table has B licenses, that's what they do train right? you in water training. Skydive right. environment is to grab the tail pocket yeah. Yeah. and the pilot chute and I bring them in. You, but nobody thinks about that when they're in heat. The yeah. it, so it took us a while. Dovetail, I got my D license. Half of that was actually from base jump experience because i never never done a night skydive, uh, done plenty of night base jumps and bandit jumps uh also never did official water training but i landed in twin falls in the ocean or in the river so um they're like oh yeah that's good enough to sign off like clearly you can you can land in water and you know take care of yourself uh fast forward like eight years and uh, yeah i was in a way more serious situation with with not chill water but like legit waves um but, uh, so that, yeah, sorry for that dovetail, but that's grab that tail pocket, right? Grab the tail, tail pocket. So there, there were some, I had some takeaways from, you know, just my, uh, my specific experience and that, you know, heading first line twist second, you know, and that, and that's really applicable if, you know, you're off on like a cliff or something low and flying toward an object, but that also applies if you're flying out toward the ocean or whatnot. So always correct your heading and then deal with the other stuff uh the second was be prepared to cut away early like if i as soon as it went out when the guys were like are you okay and i was like no 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 i'm fine i should have been like a few lines cut 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 you know and just like get rid of that stuff and and then and then work your way back in because i still had a wingsuit on so like still had an anchor two layers of stuff to deal with uh, the third thing was, you know, like safety boat, you know, like, uh, go out, like screw the waves, like screw trying to make the beach, screw your phone, all that other stuff. Just like, cause it had, I had, I just like gone out and stayed like behind the waves mm-hmm. for water. sure. I could have treaded water in there. Like I'm mm-hmm. confident enough in my swimming that like I, I could have stayed above water. Um, in a fully zipped wingsuit, a fully zipped. Well, no, I was uh, unzipped arms. Uns- I had, a, I, I had time to unzip the arms. I'm, I'm pretty sure the legs were unzipped. Um, but the, uh, yeah, I mean, I can tread water really well and, and hang on to the canopy. But the other thing was I had my, my, uh, I had a GoPro going through my, uh, belly zipper thing. Mm-hmm. So, and, it, but it was on like the, the harness, you know, like the belly, like the chest, whatever mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't, um, I couldn't unzip cause I tried to unzip the suit at one point when I was fighting the waves. Um, but it would, it would go down, but the GoPro was keeping the suit anchored to mm-hmm. me because it was going through the, through those zippers. And, uh, so that was an issue. 
Uh, and the third thing Brian already brought up was uh, pull the canopy from the tail pocket, not just from wherever you grab it. You know, I think another big lesson to learn on a situation like this, you talked about having uh, a safety boat involved in other jumps, but not specifically this one. Right. Uh, that's a big thing that we lose after years of base jumping in the beginning. Uh, you always had ground crew. You had someone at the bottom. If you're jumping in the States, you had right? people at the bottom looking for rangers, looking for the police. Um, you had somebody that would call you and say, okay, it's clear, let's go. You jump, you run out, you get your getaway car, and you're gone. And it was all safe because you had ground crew. Right. In case you get hurt, I've done it myself. You start, Fractured my skull, yeah. broke my elbow. I had ground crew. They got to me. They called uh, for rescue. I was saved. I, I survived. Right. Um, it's because we had ground crew. Um, yeah. After jumping 10 years, you just keep going. You and your buddies jump off a cliff. It's mm -hmm. near the water. One buddy lands in the water. There's no one there to save them. They may drown unless yeah. somebody that randomly sees it jumps in because you didn't have ground crew. I mm -hmm. think that's something we need to touch and bring back to the environment yeah, is having well, proper. That's a consideration I didn't even think about because, uh, you know, that's how I learned a base jump was by ground crewing and whatnot. And uh, Brian and I have been living over here in Europe for so long. Like, you don't really need ground crew because we're doing legal jumps, you know. I mean, like, unless it takes like a driver to get you to a certain spot yeah. and like run the car back down that's our that's our definition of ground crew over here you know because we're not looking for cops we're not looking you know like we're because we don't do like bandit jumps over here that really ever anymore so hate to admit it but well, that's just something to add on yeah. to the checklist if you will like right? uh, laurent has made for checking your equipment yeah. before you jump you check this you check that you make everything's fit if oh, you're jumping got them right here right there there it is maybe that needs to be added if you're jumping near water you have a ground crew you have a boat you right? have three people on shore that are ready to swim in their boxers as soon as yeah. you land in the water just in case but uh yeah so before we go too much further i want to thank the rescue crew because they pretty much like you know, i'm not if i if they weren't there i wouldn't be here and so like chingus chingus can't pronounce your last name you know who you are our best the Tur best turkish space jumper on the earth thomas berryman andrew toyer brian uh pierre's can't pronounce your last name either marsupalami and uh paulo Paulo Freitas, our, our translator, like they, they were all in there. Like, and you know, like, uh, I guess the, my initial feelings, like, uh, what, so they dragged me, literally dragged me onto the beach and, uh, I couldn't even sit up. Like my, my suit was so full of water and I was so exhausted. The entire experience was only seven minutes, mm -hmm. you know, from, from jump to dragged onto the beach and like spitting up water seven minutes mm -hmm. uh which doesn't seem that long until like you, <clears throat> until all you want is oxygen and yeah. uh yeah i was really upset with myself um first because i put all of their lives in danger because they they were all good they were fine but they they without even thinking about it they jump in jump in the water and start working on getting me back to safety and um so i, I felt pretty bad about that and then uh, I forget why the other the other thing the primary reason was just that I put other people's life and safety and then like I overlooked obvious signs that I should have used different equipment or I should have cut away sooner you know you have all this time to game you know game the game after the fact you know on a, on a um, side note shit on a side note uh, any reason why you had line twist N lack of flare bad body position uh, you know hard to get a good flare out of an eight second flight. And uh, there was a little bit of a crosswind. It's any number of things, man. Like, I, 
Like, uh, wingsuiting is one of those things that... We're all test pilots. Right? Yeah. I mean, I I don't even like to use the word pilot. Like, I I don't feel like I deserve the word pilot. Test windsock um, dummies. Test glider. Mike, did you say you you went in the water as well? I did not go in the water, but I was in a situation where I watched a guy jump in front of me. He uh, was in a onesie, uh, flew out over the water, uh, probably didn't really get a good idea of his altitude because he was over water. Um, it's kind of hard to see objects uh, to get a reference point of how high you are off the ground 100%. when you're flying over the water. Yeah, I can relate. Yeah, so he ended up having a three-second canopy ride. Um, I think Ooh. last minute he saw that he was going away from the shore, so he made a right-hand turn, um, which then related uh, turned into a seven-eight line twist. Um, so he did reach up and corrected his heading, turned back towards shore, um, but he didn't have enough time to make it to shore. Um, landed in the water. People, there was one <clears throat> jumper ahead of him that was on shore and said, "Hey, are you okay?" He said, "Yeah, I'm good." And as soon as he said, "I'm good," he started going under um, in a fully zipped-up one-piece tracking suit. Um, the pilot chute turned into an anchor, went down. Um, he immediately just started swimming backwards, which just filled up his canopy with water. Um, huge anchor. Uh, the guy that was on shore stripped down naked, jumped in, got to him, uh, started swimming, fighting trying to get the guy going and uh i felt really guilty because i was on top of this cliff and i saw everything happen i thought safety or security i need to jump down and save the guy i I could be the guy that saves him and then split second oh wait what if i land in the water then there's two people to rescue um so i chose to stay on top and let it all pan out um thankfully there was another uh, there was a, actually a, a road biker that was riding by on a bicycle, threw his bicycle down, ran in and helped the individual pull in the guy that landed in the water. Everything was good. Um, and at that point I knew that everything was cool. Uh, but yeah, very scary. Um, you got to cut that canopy away. Yeah. Right? I want to screw wanna, the gear, man. Your I life's say way two, more important. Two things. If I can, if I can add in at this, uh, juncture, <clears throat> one about the gear, the gear's expensive. Everyone loves their gear. Otherwise you wouldn't buy it. You got to go, you know, with, with like with training and working out, everyone says like, don't go too hard, too fast, too soon. Cause you'll overtrain, you'll hurt yourself. Right. But what do we all do? Everyone does it anyways. Right? But my point is go the fucking exact opposite with securing your situation in a, in a water landing. Go, go as hard as you can, as fast as you can, as soon as you can cut that shit away, cut your wingsuit apart, cut up the wing Get out, get out of that thing because it's a death trap and all of the features that make it awesome in the air, the, uh, the ability to retain that pressure with air and, and make a rigid wing and whatnot, that's working against you in the water. As you, as you said, and you know, from firsthand experience that is filling up with water and that is a, it's a sea anchor. That's a, it's cinder blocks tied to your feet mafia style going to the bottom of the drink right yeah i was broken in seven minutes like i was completely broken. in my situation the guy from the guy saying i'm good till he had water in his mouth was literally like two to three seconds they yelled from the shore are you good i'm good he did one little float and all of a sudden that that onesie was full of water and taking him down fully you can't you can't unzip a onesie i mean you're in you're in the thing there's no way of getting out of it so yeah, that's terrifying. Go fast. Like if you're, and, 
and this is something like I said before, if if people are listening to this, there I think there's a great deal of benefit in rehearsing mentally. You see four-way belly teams doing it all the time on the plane, and everyone loves to look at them and give them that funny look like, why is this dumbass have his, his eyes, eyes closed, closed. <laughs> and he's doing this stupid-ass shit with his hands? Or even better, the guys with the skateboards out next to the plane. Oh, yeah. That's the best, right? <laughs> what do they call that? Like dirt diving or something? <laughs> I think it's called oh. looking like a dumbass. We don't do that in Hawaii. We just like figure it out like in the plane. <laughs> Whatever the case is, in reality... Um, there is something they teach to Olympians. It's the big four, you know, arousal control. Uh, anyways, I can't remember all four of them right now. But you remember arousal. That's arousal. Yeah. Well, that word sticks with me in particular. But the point is, one of them is, is, uh, is mental rehearsal. And, uh, and the point with that is you can, you can read back all the way to like, man, if anyone ever reads the, uh, the five rings, um, it's written yeah, Sun by Tzu. Samurai, dude. Yeah. It's awesome. And they talk about sitting around and like imagining... Like 101, read Sun Tzu. Yeah, dude, it's five like... Five rings. He says, like, sit around it's for, for... It's not Sun Tzu. No, the, that was the uh, the Art of War. Yeah, it's Art of War. Ah, sorry. But my point is, he Their sits around all day matter. and he's like, imagine, just Google literally that imagine shit. with your eyes closed, you know, a spear going through your body or a, a sword hacking off one of your limbs, and then imagine fighting through it. So that when it happens... You will do it, 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 exactly that, and in fact, fight through it. Uh, I can't like claim to have ever experienced anything that never, extreme. Never been in a sword fight. Never been in a sword fight. Mm. But my point is, it there is a benefit to people hearing these situations, and then you sit there to the next it, and you're like, "Is water consideration? It sure is. Let's uh, let's consider that. Let's think through. Let's talk through." what we might do in the event of a water landing. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's, to add it's on like that, Mike said, like you got to trump there? everything there and say, you have to have ground crew. Yeah. Is you the have guy to have yet? three guys on the ground next to the water that are yep. ready to jump in and save your ass. Cause you can prepare all you want for having a perfect on heading. good body position. All this, you might get a, a gust of the wind is going to mm-hmm. blow you into the water. Yeah. I, I always, I'm wary with like, you always have to have X, they're good to have. And, I don't know. The la- they can save what I've you, seen right? in the water, even your situation, right. if you didn't have X, you oh, would have died. I would have been dead. You didn't sure. plan for X. Just mm. X happened to be walking down the fucking beach. But next time mm. I do a jump near the water, I'm going to be like, I'm not going to be like, you're uh, going to bring uh, X. Do we have, do we have three people on the ground? I mean, like th- these are just considerations. You might want to double you think that pay, if the next time it. you jump and you're like, yeah. Oh, no one's on the ground. I already survived this once. Fuck it. Right. Well, let's say it's up to each individual's oh. consideration and what their their yeah. their left and right yeah, lateral limits for sure. is. But at that's the right. Because the there's no rules in base jumping. But you can do whatever you want. We're black sheep. Ah, well, there's no rules. Well, it's, it's on some you. rules might save your ass. It's yeah. on you um, if if you make the wrong decision. Like, and, and that was something that you know I beat me up or I beat myself up about. You know, it was it was you know we we all make our own decisions to jump. No no one's pushing you off the cliff unless you're whatever someone's. Unless you ask them to. <laughs> but, I mean, I've never seen that before. <laughs> That'll be the next KL, podcast. Right? I push Randy off a fucking cliff for right? the hell of it. Oh. <laughs> right. Because, well, it's like, you know, it's like, hey, everybody gets tossed off the cl- off yeah. the bridge or the building. No, or you're not going to see it coming, though. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> just make, make sure I do, like, my 10 pilot shoot checks first. <laughs> hey, dude. Hey, uh, does my back look good? Yep. 
Yep. That looks good. Great. See ya. <laughs> do you feel ready to jump? I sure do. Why? Right. I would rather be like dosed uh, without being told, <laughs> which sounds terrible. Oh, I can as opposed to too. like being pushed off a cliff without like knowing it's about to happen. Like I, if I had to choose between the two, like, you know, OD me with, or no, don't OD me, but you know, <laughs> give me, give me like a, a, you know, like all of a sudden, like I'm like seeing crazy st- stuff, you know, like I'd be, I would yeah. much rather like while in like free that. fall, you get a dirt. No, I neck. would rather, I would rather like someone like dose me with like acid than like <laughs> actually like, uh, get pushed off a cliff without expecting it. If I had to pick, if I had to pick the two, cause the, I think the, both are very like not cool things to do. That's what yeah. I was you know, going with that. The, 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 I think the overall point is, uh, you know, stack the art, stack the, uh, the, the odds in your favor, stack the cards in your favor and look at things. If you're trying to stack the, the, the cards in your favor, look at, look at things predatorily, not as a fighter. Cause you got people who base jump and you got, and, and do all these different sports. They look at things like a fighter where they're like, Oh man, you know, I can take it. I can do this and I might get hit this hard. And they're like, no, you don't want to, you don't want to fight the situation. You don't want to square off with the situation. You don't want to go toe to toe with the situation. Right. You want to stack the cards completely unequivocally in your favor. And you want to murder the situation. You know, you want to sneak up on this situation in its sleep and, and, and fucking cut its throat. You know what I mean? That's, I mean, I maybe, thought, I maybe you gonna, jump with a three ring. I thought, I thought water. you were going to yeah, say, no, like, we, we, yeah, right? we talked about that. Like, I mean, right? that, I mean, yes, I'm yeah. planning on doing this jump where I'm going to fly over the ocean. Maybe borrow a three ring system. Well, everything set up for wingsuit. Funny thing about that, people, like, everything stacked so, layers of redundancy. So go, going into that event, like, uh, my understanding was be prepared to do wingsuit jumps. I mean, and, can you not afford to bring another checked bag? No, bring I could have. I mean, bro, what's the big so, deal? I mean, I don't know. You need maybe, to borrow maybe, some money. Maybe Brian and I have just gotten like too like cozy over here in Europe and like get invited to a lot of events because we actually had the conversation like, yo, are we bringing two rigs or one? Because like I kind of don't like they said we're not charging. You know, there's only going to be like a couple jumps a day. Like, let's just bring one rig. You know, like because bringing that extra rig. It's kind of a pain, and it's like bottom line is bring the right gear to the right, right, to the jump. right. And, and and I I did not. I, bring I think the right moving gear. forward, jumping near or around yeah. water, a three ring might be necessary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that's right. why they had three rings in the first place. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a person myself. I have four rigs. Three of them are sewn in, and I do still have one three ring, mm-hmm. just in case I want to jump over yeah. a raging river, and there could be that slight chance that. Eh, Maybe this Twisted might be a nice situation. Totally. No, that, I mean, it's, it's but no, a good really, point. I, I would like another it's, three ring. It's something to think about. And I think when people get into a habit of, I did this, it worked. I did this, it worked. I did this, it worked. The actual consequences that are always on the horizon start to diminish as you get success doing something that's not the A plus answer over and over and over and time and time again. It's just human nature. We say all the time, complacency kills, complacency kills. You know what? Complacency sneaks up on all sorts of people in all walks of life at all different times. And I mean, that's, that's fully the reason to do something like this. Someone's read or, or listening through this on their drive to the Valley. And they're like, Oh shit. I'm thinking about jumping. I don't know. What's a jump around the Valley with water? <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, well, they're thinking about jumping, whatever. And they're like, dude, dudes have landed there, dude. in that little, like, 
No, there's a river right under. Is it fair to call that a river? Dude, I mean, it's fast-moving fast water. It's a brook. That will fucking kill we'll you. We'll call it a brook. It will. Yeah. It will. Under under ultimate, for sure. Yeah, you could, you could high totally... Ultimate, high ultimate will. Oh, go if in that? your canopy touched that water under and high ultimate, you're dead. It's, pre- uh, it's pretty it's happened. fast, I, It's happened, and, and I it's know guys that haven't drowned. And including the power line. So the water, the electricity, boom, dead. Oh, there's lots of considerations there. But uh, yeah, I mean, if that if your canopy ends up in that river, I mean, granted, throughout the year that river yeah. changes speed. Of course, of but course, yeah. So it's kind of funny we're talking about this, and I just realized that I landed in the water one time with a base rig too, and for some reason never even you just forgot about whole, that the whole time. I have not <laughs> thought about it, and I just thought about it. I landed in 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 a frozen river um, off the Hofstadt Bridge outside of Mount St. Helens in uh, in Washington State, and luckily. My canopy momentarily started to take on water because um, I, I broke through the ice and then there was a portion where that was melted uh, that had free-flowing water that the, the, like the left side of the canopy started to dip into. And I just happened to grab the tail pocket literally by sheer luck Money. And, and pull it up. And then my little brother, who's bigger and stronger than me, so he's not really <laughs> my little brother, he's my younger brother, was uh, on the other side of the river. And yelled over like, "Hey, are you okay?" And I was like, "Say." It was the same thing. I was like, "Yeah, I'm good. I got it on video. I got it on like old before GoPro uh, cam." Like, "Yeah, I'm good." And then, it, and then it goes off, and I remember being like, "Get the fuck over here and help me!" Because it was like I felt the canopy tug, and I was like, "Oh God, if that right? goes, it's gonna pull me under the ice." And once I go under the ice. It's you know, a real back. bad day. And you know what? Game I over, had man. a three ring Game on. Over. I had a three ring on, and it was a friend of mine's husband's rig that I was wearing, who I had never met before this trip. Didn't bring a base rig, and this guy Chris, Chris, if you ever listen to this, thanks for letting me borrow your rig. This guy Chris was nice enough to let me borrow his rig, and I flew it into a fucking river on the first jump I used it on, and it so literally it was not even in my head that I could cut this fucking parachute away because it wasn't mine. Right. Which, wrong answer, dude. I have the money to cover that thing. I'll buy you a new, I don't remember what it was, blackjack or whatever. I don't care what it is. I'll buy you a new one because yeah. I'm still alive to do it, right? Might be pink, but I'll yeah. buy you a new one. It's, it's, a hard thing to, it's a hard thing to think through. It really is. Like You get yeah. stuck in that moment and you've got all these things that were important to you before. Well, guess what? They're going to stay important to you afterwards. If anyone's ever, there's a great book out called, uh, um, it's the Grossman book on killing or on combat. But they talk about anagrams in the brain and, and human reaction and muscle memories and how you build these things in these tiny chunks. And they were finding FBI agents who were dead during shootouts Picking and they up had brass, brass, hands full of brass. And they were like, why do these dudes have hands full of brass in the wake of a shootout? And then they came to find out it's because all FBI agents were being trained. Once they would shoot their six shooter, this is back in the day of revolvers for all federal agents, they would bend down, pick up their brass, and put it in their pocket. So they had dudes that in the heat of the moment were more, that little like lizard brain of theirs had been trained more to pick up that brass in the middle of a shootout Mm -hmm. with someone who was trying to kill them than it had been to be like, fuck that brass. I'm getting more rounds into right. my gun and I'm killing this dude, right? Or or like a, a dude in like MMA that like is knocked out, but he's like trying to hook the leg. Yeah, know, yeah, totally. Arm, like it's just like totally. totally reaction, just like hook the leg. Or guys you know? that go to MMA from K1 and yeah. they get a knockdown and they run back to their corner. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's knocked down. He's like, it's like 
Duke nope. time to beat this dude's ass. And they right. run back to their corner and they're like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like yeah. people cannot, if you're listening to this, you can't discount training. the value of training your brain and training your thought process to be in that, in that yeah. moment. It's, yeah. it's a real thing. Unfortunately, like with skydiving, you know, you get AFF and they give you your emergency procedures and then you don't see it again for a year till safety day or right. 10 years later. If but you that's even on show you. up, but yeah, that's on you and man. that's the train. Thing. And that's the whole point is with every base jump, you should be looking at, okay, how are all the fucking weird things that mm-hmm. can go wrong? And what, what am I going to do about them? Mm-hmm. Cause if you're trying to figure out what to do about a canopy touching water in the moment, Mm-hmm. You're too yeah, late. you know, and when you're talking about like with the ice and stuff, like my my first water landing was in uh, Twin Falls, Snake River, March time frame, um, freezing cold. I mean, it's March, like you think most people, oh, it's like warming up outside. That water is freezing cold, mm, and like my my it was so funny because like I just had like a split second. I was I was filming T's jump, you know, I was doing like a little side floater. I watched T jump open. And then I'm like T's Rainy's wife. I had like a moment. She's sweetheart. <laughs> uh, I had a moment and I was like, Oh wait, what am I supposed to do right now? Oh fuck bull. Like so I like I, I just like E pitch, you know, like it was it probably wasn't even that low, but like it felt low. Hard opening ish, hardish. The canopy I was on at the time opened hard. 90 left, uh, turned it toward, you know, land, and I was already below the trees. I was like, oh, I'm not fucking, I'm not making the land. Didn't even pop the toggles. I think I said, like, I, I cursed a little bit in the camera. Hit the water, but, like, as I was waiting for it to open, I see, like, my shadow getting bigger on the water, and I'm like, this might be it. <clears throat> and then, poof, opening. And then I hit the water, and I'm like, oh, this might really be it because like I, I knew the dangers of uh, hypothermia mm-hmm. and, uh, and shrinkage, like, right? Oh, shrinkage. I was all, it was like in, in my upper abdomen. Yeah. And, Dick uh, stabbed you in the heart. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it, like I'm like doggy paddling toward like the edge, you know, it's like slow moving water. It was no big deal. But like, I was legitimately concerned about like, getting hypothermia because because it was cold out to begin with i mean i was i was layered up and then i just landed in the water so all those layers actually that jacket right there was the jacket i was wearing anyways um t's running up and down the trail like looking for me like yelling and i'm just like relax like we could actually show that video i still have still have that but yeah, she's a tiny anyways, cambodian woman, right so what's she gonna she's do a ninja. About it, she she know? does everything i do and I'm like a foot taller than her, you know, like, like, and, and str- kind of strong. Let me ask you she's this. like stronger mentally for sure. You can drag T, right? Oh, for sure. I can throw her can my shoulder. Can T drag you? Uh-huh. 100%. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Bro, she's like an ant. Like she, she is, well, like when we first started I got to see this. Yeah. No, you'd be surprised what she can do. I got to see this. Yeah. So, hey, so, so that's water safety, right? Adjuncts. Adjuncts. Or Oh yeah, you were going to talk about some equipment and stuff. Yeah. So we're sitting here and we're talking about water and water being your nemesis if you go in it in any kind of jump-related gear because jump-related gear is designed to deal with air and when it deals with water, it does the same thing it's supposed to with air. It does it with water just as well, which is a problem when you're in water. Which is the exact opposite of what you want. Yeah, like totally the exact opposite. So 
Uh, you just heard from two people with firsthand accounts uh, dealing with water and how how quickly that can sneak up on you. Uh, one of the things that we really wanted to offer that's uh, kind of like the you know kind of meat and potatoes of of the podcast is there are things available. You so you've got your three ring, you can jump your three ring. If you don't have a three ring and you're just gonna do it anyways, like we said earlier cut those lines away early and, and, and mentally rehearse that. Like I go in the water, I cut my lines away. Um, another thing you can do, and there's other things that are available. Um, I don't know the official, what, what do they officially call them there, Brian? The, uh, it's either pecky or pessy P E C I. And you can buy these on Paragear, and they are, I think personal, Flotation devices? What are they called on there? Yeah. So, tacfloat.com. Tacfloat.com. Not, not a sponsor of the podcast <clears throat> yet. Yeah. But, 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 but for, for your consideration as a uh, sky sport active person. Yeah. And, or, or whatever or you want to do. Or a future sky sport person. Or if you're just a parent and you want your kid to have like some shit that'll like make them walk on water. So, I've, I've used these personally, so I can speak to these personally. They are, what were the dimensions? They're like six inches long by two and a half inches wide by two inches and a quarter deep. So if you put these on a belt, you are not going to notice them under a wingsuit or a tracking suit or a onesie or whatever you're jumping. Jump them slick. Who cares? Um, I think they, they are expensive, but so is dying. So, right. you know, they, they're, they're activated by pulling on um, a beaded handle that is very easy to identify even within the, uh, you know, the layers of, of fabric that you might have uh, in, your, in your situation. Which is also one thing you have to train for <clears throat> is take down your zippers to pull said yeah. handles to get them to inflate. Yeah. So that is something you'll have to train. Yeah. So these things will be, they, these things will be inside your wingsuit, inside your tracking suit. And uh, they run off CO2 cylinders. The CO2 cylinders are very cheap. These are very easy to rejock, repack, reset. So you can, like Mike was just saying, pig dig Mike, as I like to call him, <laughs> because it's BDM. Uh, you can, you can like, you know, jump in the pool, pull these things. I don't recommend jumping in the pool with your suit on because I don't know what that's going to do. Um, but jump in the in the in the pool and, and practice activating these. Practice zipping your suit down, and it's like uh, you know, get that thought process in place. Like, bam, I got an opening. Um, the opening is off heading, or it's on heading, or whatever. I got line twists. You guys are jumpers. You know the deal. You're going out to sea. You're going into the river. You're going wherever. Like, unzip your suit far enough down to your waist. Reach in, cross draw style, like a like a six shooter. If you have to, you know what I'm talking about. Like, reach Wide across earth. to your hip. Bam, blow that thing, and you get this basically like a big Y of air that inflates instantaneously, and it goes underneath your armpits, and it's like a giant air cushion just, just holding you up lazy boy style It's like in a the glorified water. water wing. Yeah, it's a, it's a water wing. That's what we call them, water wings. I don't know what their official name is. I guess personal flotation device. Something boring as shit. Water wings, man. We're all into <laughs> wings. We're into wingsuits. Remember it. It's wings for the water, water wings. Um, bam, dude! Right? You can go to Paragear, dude. I I had another one like that today. One of our guys pulled a hamstring, 
And I was like, hands he blew water, water hands. He blew his hamstring. He blammied today. Mm. Blamstringed. Blammy? You're blammy? You're hammy? Blammo. I, I pulled my hammy. I was like, he blew his hammy. He blammied today. <laughs> Fucking genius, dude. I probably got an IQ you, of like water forty or something. Way better you, you, than that. Yeah. <laughs> ben, Ben's actually our new marketing strategist. <laughs> Blammy. My point <laughs> is this. My point Wrap is it this. Up. Whammy. Yeah. Oh, sorry, dude. I just kicked you. My point is this. Uh, Whammy. We don't. We don't jump reserves, and that is a that is an ongoing. I'm I'm almost. I don't even want to talk about reserves. We'll be like we did again. Another point, but Next my time. point is like we don't we don't jump reserves, right? And I've actually started. I'd like to throw a little thing out if we're doing gear stuff. I recently bought a back protector from Bliss. It's that moldable also shit not a that sponsor like, of the not podcast a sponsor, yet, but from the UK. So horrible teeth and tea. That's what they're into. But uh, it, it's like a moldable back, you know, um, gels the stuff they put in NFL helmets. When you hit it, the faster and harder you hit it, the more it solidifies at that moment of impact. And I wore it under my wingsuit this last weekend. So your back doesn't get brain trauma. So uh, <laughs> that was a joke. I had to like wow. pause for that. Huh? <laughs> As someone who's spun in under a, a, a series of, of tension knots that I, I packed myself. I did that to myself. However, people fuck up. And I'm a we person. all fuck, we all screw up. So yeah, I, yeah. you know, I slammed it on that. And had I done it, you know, facing the ground, I think I would have appreciated having that thing on. And I, I got to tell you, I did not notice it at all flying, and I did not notice it hiking up. It's like a pound and a half, two pounds, whatever. But back to the water wings. The water wings work, right? There are a series of other things you can buy that are substantially cheaper. I don't know how well they fit into your suit, but do your own personal research. There's things they make for kiteboarders. The things that, there's things they make for windsurfers. There are things that automatically activate to give you more displacement of water, i.e. flotation, in an extremist environment that you can buy. They're small. They're light. They're easily transportable, just like the blowout kits we talked about in the last right. episode. Just like blowout kits. They're things that will add to your survivability in the moment. So... If uh, if you're going to be jumping over water, you just heard it from two people who have a, f- a fucking decade of base jumping, 20 years of base jumping between the two of them, um, who have never been in this situation before and suddenly found themselves in this situation. So the fact is that base jumping is always trying to kill you and you should be trying to stay one step ahead of its murderous Right. Rage. And <laughs> ground crew. And before we and before we crew. shut this down, like I just want to reemphasize that like this is not all encompassing. These are just like considerations that we want people to be m- more aware of and, and think about, you know? And if you're not a jumper, um this is just more for you to think about before you decide to cross over to our to the dark side, you know. Or the the bright side in my opinion. You know. I don't know about that. But uh yeah, you know these are, these are just things that uh, you know not all encompassing, but things that we think are important that we wanted to cover, right? So I just found out that Bliss back protectors are only two hundred euros, and they make you look sweet. Right? It depends which one you get. I got the minimalist one. It was one hundred and twenty. It's got nothing here. Show me well, the picture. 
Well, no, not that. Look at watch that. your drink. Watch your yeah, drink. Yeah, but God, that's good but whiskey. Brian always likes this. That's the, the that's sexy the full things. blown mountain biking one. So the one I got right. is very minimalist. It's got a cummerbund. Yeah, and it's like you're wearing a mesh suit, which if you have no shoulder and your nipples are showing through, like sexy like, as Bri- shit. Brian's looking at something that looks like that was like and a superhero's outfit. Yeah, it's you know, like, it's got that. I'm not wearing it same, for base jumping. I'm wearing I, yeah. it for drift trekking. Right? Drift trekking. That's that's hey, our next. Podcast. That's a whole new thing. You know, we got two of them in the car right now. Hell yeah. Did I hear you guys were uh, a little nervous just going down oh, Steckelberg? Oh, I wanted to. Oh, Steckelberg wasn't so bad. I, I mean, heard something yeah. in the parking lot you were scared. On the, on that note, um, yeah, thanks for listening to that, guys. Uh, hopefully you got something out of it. All right, Base Life, we're out. All right, if you want to know more about our guests, just check out the show notes. And if you want to give us some feedback or reach out to us, you can hit us at baselife2014 at gmail.com. Facebook.com backslash the base life and on Instagram we're at base dot life. All right, thanks.